No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see how David begins the difficult journey of returning to Jerusalem and being restored as King of Judah and Israel. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Samuel chapter 19 on Simply the Bible. After Absalom's rebellion, the kingdom had been restored to David, but David's general Joab had disobeyed his orders and killed his rebel son. The immediate problem was solved. David was coming back to Jerusalem to be restored, but this restoration would be plagued with some difficulties. We continue in 2 Samuel chapter 19, verse 9. Now all the people were in a dispute throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king saved us from the hand of our enemies. He delivered us from the hand of the Philistines, and now he has fled from the land because of Absalom. But Absalom, whom we anointed over us, has died in battle. Now, therefore, why do you say nothing about bringing back the king? They had been led astray by Absalom. Absalom had stolen their hearts. And now that Absalom had died, they realized, "Uh uh-oh, we put our faith in the wrong guy. And now David is coming back. What are we going to do? And there was a dispute. Now, part of it was no doubt just the pride. You know, when you have trusted somebody and it turns out they're not the right guy, it's hard to admit that. But then secondly, there was fear because now that David was coming back, was being restored as king, what would happen to those that had turned away and basically committed treason? Would he come after them? So there was no doubt fear of what he would do. So King David sent Zadok and Abiathar the priests, saying, speak to the elders of Judah saying, why are you the last to bring the king back to his house? Since the words of all Israel have come to the king to his very house, you are my brethren, you are my bone and my flesh. Why then are you the last to bring back the king? So there was just this hesitancy on the part of Judah and King David was from Judah. But so David said, say to Amasa, are you not my bone and my flesh? God do so to me and more also if you are not commander of the army before me continually in place of Joab. So he swayed the hearts of all the men of Judah, just as the heart of one man, so that they sent his word to the king, return you and all your servants. One thing, David was a real master at understanding people. And uh, he said to Amasa, who actually was his nephew and who had also been the general under Absalom, He said, I'm going to make you commander of the army before me in place of Joab. David obviously now knew that Joab had killed Absalom. It had come out into the open. And so he's ready to use this as the opportunity ultimately to fire Joab. He's pretty much had it with Joab. But he says, look, Amasa, I'm going to make you commander. And that, of course, was a good move politically because it showed that he was holding no resentment against the people who had sided with Absalom. And thus, all of the people of Judah came forth as one person, 
saying, Return, David, you and all your servants. Then the king returned and came to the Jordan, and Judah came to Gilgal to go to meet the king, to escort the king across the Jordan. And Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite, who was from Behurim, hurried and came down with the men of Judah to meet King David. There were a thousand men of Benjamin with him. And Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, and his 15 sons and his 20 servants with him. And they went over the Jordan before the king. Then a ferry boat went across to carry over the king's household and to do what he thought good. So now everybody's showing up to welcome David back home. Uh, Judah comes to escort him across the Jordan River, even providing a ferry boat. And then there's a couple other people that show up as well. Shimei, now you recall Shimei, uh, when David was leaving Jerusalem, was cursing him. Shimei was from the house of Saul and he was throwing stones at him and just saying, you know, you bloodthirsty guy, you know, you took Saul's kingdom away from him. And, and now he's come back to greet David. He knows that he's dead meat. Uh, if he doesn't do something to humble himself before David and confess his wrong. So he's there and he actually brings a thousand Benjaminites with him. And then Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, also comes with his 15 sons and 20 servants. And uh, earlier he had met David when he left Jerusalem and Mephibosheth wasn't with him. And David asked him about, where's, you know, your master, Mephibosheth? He's not with you. And he said, well, he saw this as his opportunity to have the kingdom restored to him now that you're leaving town, you know. And so now Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king when he had crossed the Jordan. Then he said to the king, do not let my Lord impute iniquity to me or remember what wrong your servant did on the day that my Lord, the king, left Jerusalem that the king should take it to heart. For I, your servant, know that I have sinned. Therefore, here I am, the first to come today of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet my lord, the king. He knew that if he didn't do this right away, that he was going to be a dead man. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, answered and said, Shall not Shimei be put to death for this because he cursed the Lord's anointed? And David said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah, that you should be adversaries to me today? Shall any man be put to death today in Israel? For do I not know that today I am king over Israel? Therefore the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. And the king swore to him. Abishai was always ready to kill for David, but you know, David said, what? I don't have anything to do with you guys. You, you, we're not even on the same page here. But he says, look, nobody's going to die today. I have been made king. This is a day of celebration. And uh, he told Shimei, you won't die. And then he swore an oath to him. However, later on, David really would not let this go. He would tell his son Solomon before he died. He, he said to Solomon, remember Shimei, son of Gira, he cursed me with a terrible curse as I was fleeing to Mahanaim. And when he came down to meet me at the Jordan River, I swore by the Lord that I would not kill him. But that oath does not make him innocent. So you're a wise man and you will know how to arrange a bloody death for him. So David was not quite 
so willing to let it all go. He realized that Shimei actually had a weakness. He resisted authority. He treated God's appointed servants with disdain. And ultimately, he would get uh, what was coming to him by the hand of Solomon. Verse 24. Now Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king. And he had not cared for his feet, nor trimmed his mustache, nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day he returned in peace. All of these were signs of great mourning. Mephibosheth was mourning the fact that David had been deposed as king. So it was when he had come to Jerusalem to meet the king that the king said to him, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? So Mephibosheth said, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me, for your servant said, I will saddle a donkey for myself that I may ride on it and go to the king because your servant is lame. And he has slandered your servant to my lord, the king. But my lord, the king is like the angel of God. Therefore, do what is good in your eyes. For all my father's house were but dead men before my lord, the king. Yet you set your servant among those who eat at your own table. Therefore, what right have I still to cry out anymore to the king? So Mephibosheth said, look, Ziba lied about me. That wasn't my heart at all. I just couldn't come. I'm lame. But you do what's right in your own eyes because you are like the angel of God. And so Mephibosheth, clearly willing to just put his case before David to decide as he sees fit. So the king said to him, why do you speak any more of your matters? I have said you and Ziba divide the land. Now, this was really a wise thing for David to say because it would test to see Mephibosheth's heart. David now changes his sentence and says, okay, rather than Ziba getting all the land, just divide it. And this reminds us of a similar situation that would occur with Solomon when he was king. And there were two prostitutes that came to him and they both had a son and one son died and the other one stole the son of the other prostitute and said that he was hers. And so Solomon said, well, you say this, you say that. So this is what we'll do. We'll cut the, the living son in half and give half to each of you. And the mother of the living son, uh, the, the real mother said, no, no, just give the son to, to her. I don't want to see him put to death. And so Solomon knew that she was the real mom. And here it's evident that Mephibosheth was telling the truth because he doesn't care anything about the land. He just says, you know, give the land to Ziba. I don't care about the land. I'm just glad that you're back, David. So it's clear that Mephibosheth really was the one who was telling the truth here. And Ziba was just greedy for the land. But it brings up an interesting point because, you know, do we care more about the Lord or the gifts that he gives us? We ought to always care more about him than about his gifts. And, you know, Mephibosheth was just longing for the day when there would be the return of the king. And we ought to be longing for the return of our king when Jesus comes again. Now, Barzillai, the Gileadite, came down from Rogalim and went across the Jordan with the king to escort him across the Jordan. Now, Barzillai was a very aged man, 80 years old, and he had provided the king with supplies while he stayed at Maenaim, for he was a very rich man. And the king said to Barzillai, Come across with me, and I will provide for you while you are with me in Jerusalem. But Barzillai said to the king, how long have I to live that I should 
go up with the king to Jerusalem. I am today 80 years old. Can I discern between the good and bad? Can your servant taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear any longer the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be a further burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way across the Jordan with the king. And why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant turn back again that I may die in my own city near the grave of my father and mother. But here is your servant, Kimham. Kimham was his son. Let him cross over with my lord the king and do for him what seems good to you. And the king answered, Kimham shall cross over with me and I will do for him what seems good to you. Now whatever you request of me, I will do for you. Then all the people went over the Jordan and when the king had crossed over, the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him and he returned to his own place. You'll recall Barzillai had brought lots of supplies to David and his men right before the battle with Absalom. And now David is longing to return the kindness, but he says, look, I'm an old man. I, I can't really enjoy sitting at your table. I don't, I'm not going to taste the food, you know, anymore. Uh, and I'm just going to go home and be with my family and, and die a happy man there. But my son could go with you. And so David extends the kindness to his son. It's important to remember those that have helped us and to extend kindness in return. It was a challenge, David, coming back to be king. It wasn't over yet. There were still some difficulties to work out. But God had anointed David as king, and in God's eyes, he was still king. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where conflict arises between Judah and Israel, resulting in rebellion, murder, and execution. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible.